Hi everyone, I'm Steve and I play Jeffrey Banjo in the show. Welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure is a live D&D show which is recorded monthly in front of an audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre in the UK. Focusing on the narrative and having fun, each month we use audience suggestions to influence the show. This month, the suggestions we requested were powers that a demon might have. And now, on to the show. You're listening to Season 4, Episode 3, Spat Out of Hell. Since the dawn of time, people have told stories of great heroes and terrible villains. Since the 1970s or thereabouts, people have used role-playing games to step into the shoes of these dynamic characters and enter into worlds of fantasy where warriors, wizards, orcs, elves, even dragons and dungeons take center stage. Tonight is just one of many such tales of adventure! Jeffrey Banjo, half elf bard. <laughs> Mildly popular. You'll <laughs> be listening to the reaction that everybody else gets. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Jeffrey here. We've been uh, we've been down in hell for a little bit. And I've discovered. Uh, I'm quite the detective, so probably, hopefully, going to get some kind of, uh, you know, spin-off, something like that. <laughs> Me and my mage hand, Gary, have been going around solving some mysteries, but there's one mystery that yet eludes me, and that is the mystery of what this silver key goes into. I've been putting it in every single thing that I can find, and yet, nothing. But we'll figure it out, I'm sure. Human cleric slash druid, Reverend Hatchet. Um, Now, we have been stuck in... Had a wash in a while. Um, now, last time uh, there were a lot of traps or dangerous things, so so I, I used lots of my magics to bring forth a group of fey creatures. Um, I would just like to take a moment to remember them. <laughs> Arnold, who was decapitated. Steve, uh, who who may or may not be dead, but was impaled at the bottom of a pit. <laughs> Colin, who was evaporated. Um, Paul who is actually not dead but was transformed in, into uh, an evil woman <laughs> not dead though <laughs> Trim Toscobble Halfling Rogue Slash Barbarian Hello <laughs> I've um, been down here in hell and part of me really wants to be here part of me is really pleased to be among the great, great evils of the world. <laughs> but part of me also really scared. Uh, and, but I found solace in Colin. Um, he was a lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> and I named my mage hand after Colin. <laughs> and Bagsy Badly, half-orc paladin. Uh... <laughs> 
I'm evil now. I can think right. Am I right? I don't know. I've never been an evil dude before. Um, yeah, uh, I think I have retrograde amnesia because I do not remember anything. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I know that I'm evil. I'm evil. Uh, like, uh, if you get a new haircut, uh, I'll notice it, but I won't say anything, and then I'll make you question whether it suits your face shape, even though it looks really cute on you. Just to cause self doubt. Oh, and also I leave um, toast crumbs in the bar. And I am the games master Here my word is law I describe the reality of the game And roll the dice that determine The outcome of our heroes Every actions From the glorious success of an actual 20 To the dismal failure of a natural 1 Tonight is season 4 Episode 3 The finale If any of this doesn't make sense uh, you probably come in at a, an inopportune moment <laughs> <laughs> to briefly recap. Uh, they all met in a pub, uh, murdered a lot of people and stole a lot of things, uh, and uh, eventually, for unrelated reasons, ended up in hell. Which they are currently trying to escape. Uh, and at the end of last session, Bagsy was indeed transformed into an evil man. Uh, tonight's session is entitled Spat Out of Hell. <laughs> Games Master, I think there's one cast member you've forgotten to introduce. That's and this next slide will be very confusing if we don't mention him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, also important to the plot, but not appearing in this episode, <laughs> is their goblin mascot, not Jerk, <laughs> who they rescued slash kidnapped in their very first adventure together, uh, and who has since successfully, after a long series of attempts, managed to escape them by sending them all to hell. <laughs> Prompting a brief renaming. <laughs> we resume our story deep in the bowels of hell, in that foul catalogue of traps, tricks, evil doings, and the kind of dungeon writing that they did in the 1970s when there was a much more adversarial relationship between the dungeon master and the players, the Tomb of Horrors. Ooh. Delving deep into its dark denizens of dungeonness. <laughs> no, sorry, I'll get it, I'll get it. Uh, they were trying to escape hell because apparently there's an exit from hell at the very bottom of the dungeon. That's not something they fact-checked, but here we are. I thought it was at the top. I, th I thought there was a tower. I, th I was trying to go up. I thought it was in the middle. I thought it was in the middle. I, I was genuine. I remember there being a thing on the top. Anyone? It was a shining light. Nevertheless. <laughs> in, in hell, up is down and left is right, oh so, yeah. Sneaky. It's the middle end. Um, 
nevertheless, you find yourselves in, and I'm, I'll quote here, what is obviously some form of temple area. There are scenes of normal life painted on the walls, but the people have rotting flesh, skeletal hands, worms eating them, etc. <laughs> There's a path leading up between two sets of pews towards an opalescent blue altar at the centre of the room. It pulses faintly and is obviously magical. To the right is a glowing orange archway with a skeleton pointing at it. (laughs) Despite this obvious warning... You got Paul, the drama student, to walk through it, and he then emerged as a very obviously evil woman named Paulina. Despite this second equally obvious warning, Bagsy Badly proceeded through and emerged as an evil man carrying a mysterious black demonic axe. She looks at you unrecognizingly, which is a word, and makes to attack. And, like, she's still naked, yeah? He's still naked. Yes. Maintaining eye contact. looking down at all. You guys are weird. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to pick the little one up. Throw it at the barrel where it comes. You you don't recognise us? Uh, No, she does not, because as Trim hurtles through the air... I'm going to duck into my barrel. (laughs) (laughs) That is fine. I threw her with such force, it might explode your barrel. (laughs) I am naked underneath as well. Uh, Well, with an armor class of 16, uh, Reverend, I'm afraid you do get an angry halfling in the barrel. (laughs) And you each take 10 damage. And you go tumbling to the ground. I'm going to charm (laughs) Bagsy. Do you mean mean you're going to use some kind of Use charm person, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, (laughs) because... The mundane version is just kind of... Mundane virgin? (laughs) (laughs) Ow, okay, that's a good one. Can I take up any hit points for that, Billy? No, no, the only person here who can cause actual damage with insults is Jeffrey. Uh, I'm afraid Bagsy passes her will save really easily. Unconcerned by your charm person spell. Uh, Reverend Hatchet, you are covered in halfling. Is there there a straight line between uh, me, Bagsy, and the portal? There is a straight line between you, Bagsy, and the portal. Then I shall cast Gust of Wind. (laughs) (laughs) And blow her back into the portal. Well, this will be fun. Uh, Oh, Bagsy fails her save, but Trim succeeds! Bagsy, you're driven back ten feet towards the portal. Your right foot just dips into it briefly, and you can feel that your right foot is now no longer evil. 
going to uh, kick trim in the uh, lady bits with my left foot. <laughs> uh, you have to... It's, trim is actually far away from you. You would have to pass another strength check to be able to advance in the howling gale force winds which sound like this. You fail. <laughs> You're kind of stuck there in the doorway. Not quite out, not quite in. I'm going to run straight at her and cling to her shin and just Bite on it! <laughs> 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 just Thanks for coming to me. <laughs> yeah. just it, I mean, is this like a grapple check or are you just going to yeah, fight? Grapple. I'm just going to like tear nails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will warn you, Batsy is quite large. <laughs> you, you, you struggle to. I'm fairly chaotic. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> I sort of run around. I'm going to put my wang on your head. <laughs> Classic bloke move. Uh, so your grapple check was not successful, however, uh, you are now at close range with Batsy, uh, and uh, you said you were getting a bit bitey. Oh, I'm actually going to save that for now and get out my... <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> now, ordinarily, you wouldn't get a sneak attack because Bagsy's just just standing there. You're not really sneaking up on Bagsy. I feel like the principle of a sneak attack is very much the idea of attacking someone in the wang. <laughs> the sneak attack damage there. That's, I feel that's proper uh, wang stabbing is about right, I feel. Uh, which means that you, Bagsy, take 18 damage oh. in the wang. <laughs> Jeffrey Banjo, you're up next. Bagsy's got a, a dagger in a, a sensitive area and is struggling against the mighty force of the Reverend Hatchet's wind. <laughs> I'm going to th- figure it out, right, that if she goes back into the bottle, she'll come back as a woman and good. Is that... That's, that's my detective Jeffrey has come up with. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers and face, like, directly in line with her so that she'll go as far away as possible and then come back. Uh, that means Bagsy has to make a wisdom save again a lot of these uh, and fails horrible dissonant whispers go through your head saying awful things about you like I've seen There's a flash. 
and Bagsy emerges. Three hit points less than before. And also still a man. But you're back to normal otherwise. It's not not evil, but but a dude. Yeah. You remember us now, you don't want to attack us. You may want to attack them. <laughs> That's up to you. What you, you I don't remember you. Hey? And there's a dagger in your junk. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I'm a pretty chill dude. <laughs> but you guys are dicks. <laughs> uh, Still looking you in the eyes. <laughs> I am gonna remove the dagger from my junk. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna throw it at uh, Jeffrey Banjo. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I mean, idiot with the banjo. <laughs> who I've never met before. <laughs> you took a strange flash. You do seem to remember his name is indeed Banjo. His first name's Jeffrey. And there's something, there's something about him that you used to say a lot. <laughs> it used to be a common topic of mockery. Really cool, really cool guy. What was it? It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Something, it's almost, it's kind of, ah, it's Incredible not quite there. Ah, you're the virgin who uh, hates Milton Sitar, right? Terrible. <laughs> Not a virgin. Uh, d- Dungeon Master's note, Milton Sitar is Jeffrey Banjo's rival. I love Milton. I remember so much about him. His music has touched me. It's really derivative. <laughs> Milton Sitar is a very popular bard. <laughs> just in the right place at the right time. And my, I feel like my music is, you know, just... It's too in the future for people to really understand, you know. Milton Sitar has a very impressive (laughs) moustache. I've only been growing this one for eight months, so it's all right. You know. How how long is a month here? (laughs) I feel like time. It's the normal. It's the normal length. Milton Sitar has friends who love and respect him. (laughs) I mean, thanks, guys, but also the cheer at the beginning. I'm still remembering. (laughs) And I kind of remember you guys. So tiny toss cobble. Trim. It's trim. It's our name passed down to my generation. It doesn't matter. Trim. Um, and uh, Reverend Bell McFace. <laughs> I mean, that's that's along the right lines. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really remember. My, I'm, a, I'm a dude. Was I always a dude? I feel like there wasn't always a not, dude. Not, yes. not always. Um, did I snap the the, the wang off? <laughs> No, 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 you no, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, I would have handed it back. I'm going to use my little hat. Also, just just a side note, this isn't really quite relevant, but I I wonder about your grasp of anatomy with using the words snap off. If it was like, it doesn't... It really is a side, it's a a real side note. I am going to use my lay on hands and my wang. (laughs) 
guys might want to look away. <laughs> you might want to join in. <laughs> uh, with the power of your lay on hands, you can restore up to 35 hit points to your wang. Oh, good. I'm really bad at maths. Um, uh, you could put all 35 hit points in and you'd still be below your maximum hit points. <laughs> I'll do that. It's these, it's these kinds of decisions that people came here to see. Come for the comedy, stay for the maths. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah, no, I mean you've, you've finished that fight. <laughs> um, Pauline yeah. seemed to leave actually halfway through. I don't know where pa- she's gone. Who? Pauline. 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 <laughs> Probably, um, Banks, I don't know if you remember that there was a drama student I had summoned uh, him. He, he went to Bob, became her, uh, gone missing. Pauline! <laughs> Pauline! You're alone in the chapel of evil. <laughs> right, yeah, and we should probably, um, so, uh, no, you weren't always a uh, chap, um... But you're, you know, you're back to being good, which is good. So that's great. And and being a chap is not necessarily a problem. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of dependent on on you of how you um, feel about that. I mean, we can try to you know get back to where you. Uh, oh. I'm awkwardly going to look around the room. <laughs> I'm going to carry on trying to explain. <laughs> Awkwardly looking around the room, you notice that there's all kinds of drawings over the walls. There's some hues. There's a big opalescent glowing blue, obviously magical altar that you've so far not looked at. Or <laughs> two large brass candelabra in the corners, each holding five white candles, uh, and in each corner there's also a large white pottery urn stopped with a brass and wood plug. Yay, brass! brass. <laughs> Everybody loves a running gag. That's, uh, that altar looks particularly shiny. It does look particularly shiny. I'm going to wander over to that with my detective attire. <laughs> it looks like a strange block of opalescent blue material that glows from within with an inner light. Oh. You get the faint impression that there might be some people nearby making vague choral music. You also get the strange impression that some of the people doing the faint choral music are making nasty sounds that create a faint discordance within the choral music. (laughs) But you are in hell, so... (laughs) I'm going to wander over to that altar and... Touch the You're gonna touch the blue material. Meanwhile <laughs> And that's why we just want you to be happy. <laughs> and the referend are still off to one side next to the glowing altar. Trim, where are you in the room? For no particular reason. <laughs> I think I'm fairly close to the oh, to the um, arch still. Still fairly close to the arch. I'm fairly close to the arch. <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of listening to the 
arch. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in the arch. Uh, from behind the arch, you can hear faint whispers. He's really a I mean, I feel like the people who write that show would probably be somewhere down here. <laughs> In any case, listening through the archway, you can indeed hear the faint sounds of evil, nondescript whispering. <laughs> But then that sound is overwritten immediately by the cacophonous boom of a lightning bolt shooting Jeffrey in the chest. <laughs> oh, shit! With a thunderous kaboom, there's a flash of bright blue light and a lightning bolt 40 feet long and 8 feet wide. <laughs> Directly through Jeffrey and down the aisle of the evil chapel. Uh, Jeffrey, what's your what's your? Is you gonna gonna dexterity saves? Are you? Yeah. Are you, are you, uh, Oh uh, yeah, no, you did pretty well. Only twenty damage. Oh. Oh. Only twenty. Yeah, no, only, only twenty. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Jeffrey lands in a smoking pile on the floor. Whoa! Guys, don't touch the altar. <laughs> the altar's changed colour oh. to red. Ooh. Sorry, hang, wait, hang. Sorry. Is it a specific type? Fiery blue red. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I think I've been hit too hard by the uh, lightning bolt. I can't really tell what colour that is. It's a fiery kind of blue red. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not purple, though. (laughs) A bluey red. Where's the prevalence? Reddish blue. That <laughs> <laughs> really hurt, though, guys. I run over to Jeffrey oh. and I sort of like touch his forehead and I'm like, oh no! You get a brief, <laughs> you get a brief static electric shock for your trouble. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'm going to go to the skeleton on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick up. Uh, let's pick up a kneecap, or I think, I think that's a patella. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I guess what a kneecap is called. I yeah. uh, don't know why that's in there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it at the altar and oh and then <laughs> and then hit the deck. <laughs> testing. What's so like, everyone, everyone else? I'm, I'm gonna give you the benefit way. of the doubt here. You see the Reverend Hatchet pick something up <laughs> and make to throw it at the altar. What no! are you? <laughs> You're gonna throw the, the Reverend where? Just on the floor. Sorry. On the floor. Before he throws. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This, this, feels, this feels a lot like an opposed dexterity check kind of situation. Uh, Jeff, what were you doing? I'm crawling away from that line that just happened. <laughs> and Trim, what are you doing? Sitting there in shock watching it happen. <laughs> in shock, nice. I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid the Reverend rolled a 16, but Banksy rolled a 1. Oh. 
Which means that the Reverend cheerfully does indeed throw an object at the fiery blue-red altar. Duck and cover! So after the bolt streaks forth, and I'm reading from Gary Gygax's module here, uh, it turns to a fiery blue-red, and if it's touched by any object, it will explode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well done. Now we know there's nothing useful in it. <laughs> uh, so in terms of saves, Jeffrey did well. Oh, I hope so. The Reverend Older won. <laughs> Trim did well. Uh, and Banksy failed. Uh, Reverend Hatchet and Batty, you each take 30 points of damage. (laughs) Everybody else, you take 15. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Your ears ring, and a faint haze of smoke fills the room as you find yourself surrounded by the wreckage of wooden pews, brass candelabras, and pottery urns. There's bits of bone from the shattered skeleton everywhere, and you've got scorch marks in places you wouldn't like to think about. Dude! I'm going to check if there is anything in the urns. Because we haven't checked the urns. <laughs> and now they're all open. <laughs> the urns have been safely opened. <laughs> Look at it that way. <laughs> there is nothing in the urns. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It also looks as though there were some poison gas traps hidden in the pews, uh, but they were destroyed by the explosion. You are welcome. I'm just going to retreat inside my barrel for a moment and touch myself. Uh. In a a lay on hands healing kind of way. You don't have lay on hands. I don't? (laughs) No, you got cure, you cast cure wounds. I've just been touching myself all this time. Spell placebo. <laughs> did, did make me feel better. Make the people feel better. <laughs> I mean, the spell cure wounds does have a range of touch. <laughs> I'll do that as well. <laughs> Got two hands. <laughs> I, for one, am glad to see you touching your face. (laughs) With a mighty cast of a spell, you regain ten hit points. Yes! (laughs) And another 
You're gonna keep going? Uh, maybe, maybe one more. Okay. Just a little, just a little. Uh, Do not want to give it five minutes and then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeffrey. I can. I can. <laughs> Another ten hit points. Oh, As you're doing this, Jeffrey, how are you doing? I'm rolling around the floor in a fetal position. Uh, <laughs> you're a big strong man. <laughs> I hear that, and I think yes, I am. And then I get up um, slowly. <laughs> the room is surrounded by the wreckage caused by the explosion of the altar, which you notice where the altar once stood. There is a small keyhole in the floor. <laughs> it glows silvery purple. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to try it. You're going to try what? I'm going to try the silver key that I've got. You're going to try the little try. silver key that you found hidden behind the portrait of St. Nicola the Tanned last session. <laughs> the secretly hidden silver key that you've been carrying this entire time and not used so far. You're yes, going to, you're well. going to try it in the, in the keyhole hidden behind the altar. <laughs> <laughs> As you insert the silver key into the tiny keyhole and turn it, you can hear faintly, distantly, the sound of an evil, booming laugh. The room begins to shake and rumble and clatter, and there is a great... As dust falls from the ceiling, the shards of all the various different bits of the room rack on the floor. Everyone struggles to maintain their feet, and then <laughs> the glowing orange archway turns pink. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, I am gonna throw trim through it. <laughs> Trim, do you allow this to happen, or will you fight? I, I'm not. I'm not really consenting when you say throw. What do you want to do? I want to pick you up. <laughs> and, uh... going to throw you by the nipples. <laughs> I mean, like, we're friends, but you did, like, stab me in the wax. You were evil at the time. You were trying to kill me. You're evil right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you're evil all the time. No, You've explicitly expressed that you're trying to be more evil. You've got a tattoo of, like, the name of, like, the high demon lord of hell, as far as you're concerned. Yeah, but I don't like what other people are mean. <laughs> I, I don't like evil being done to me. I just... You just like doing it to other people. Yeah, that's what evil is. Oh, yeah, you, you dish it out, but you can't take it. That's what evil is. Sucks to be you, Trim. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Uh, so you, you, you're resisting? I'm resisting. Uh, she's resisting pretty resistingly. I'm going to tickle her. Then I'm going to tickle her. If you can't wrestle her into submission, what makes you think tickling is going to... Uh, why would that even... I've got armor on. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's wearing armor. <laughs> 
Tickle someone through leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stand corrected. Ten tickles mercilessly which has defended you against swords, arrows, axes, clubs, the claws of innumerable devils, and now stands powerless in the face of one naked half-orc's fingers. You find yourself picked up and thrown through a glowing pink portal. I mean, you added that bit. I didn't... Trim vanishes with a faint sound of whoosh and a faint cry of Damn it! Jeffrey, Reverend Hatchet and Bagsy are alone in the Chapel of Evil. Um, Bagsy, uh, can we, can we clear so are you good or, or evil or was that just classic Bagsy? <laughs> Sometimes it's not clear. I mean, I am good, but I don't really remember you that well. Like, I remember bits about you, but I'm pretty sure Trim is evil because I can smell evil and she smell funky. That's right, Bagsy can literally smell evil. <laughs> yeah, and good. Mostly evil. <laughs> evil smells like gone off milk. And Entrin reeks of it. I never like milk. Sometimes I keep it in my pocket. I don't keep the calcium up and small. She's potentially a growing woman. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't leave her on the other side of some pink wobbly portal. I'm gonna. <sighs> Did you guys come after me when I went through the portal? Well, no. We didn't have to. We didn't have to because you came back immediately. Fair enough. Which Trim notably has not done. Right. Right, we're walk through. I'm going to hold my breath. Make pitch blows. The Reverend vanishes with a whoosh. snippet of hellish sound <laughs> boggles the mind. <laughs> Jeffrey, Badsy, you're alone in the chapel of evil. Can we see through the pole? Can we see where they've gone? No. Do you want to work on a secret handshake? Um, it's more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's a gun now. I mean, we never together do we? Like, whenever we're lying together it's always a group I feel yeah. like we should have a secret handshake that's um, true actually yeah yeah I feel we should I, can we involve Gary he's my he's my mage hand um, no <laughs> it's a secret handshake if we tell everyone every Gary and Bob and Colin Colin, Colin. <laughs> not, it's not a secret is it cool yeah, yeah. alright then 
Was wir jetzt. Oh. <lacht> The damned spirits of hell seem amused by your secret handshake. They right. saw it. Oh, it's not a secret. Uh, shall we? Shall we go through the portal? Yeah. <laughs> Can we do the secret handshake once more before we go through the portal? Okay. No. <laughs> You try to seek a handshake, but some mystical otherworldly force prevent, uh, prevents you. Come yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes... Yeah, yeah. It stumbles over its words. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's what happens. And then you walk through the... Well, no. You can, yeah, we can walk through You can seek a handshake. and give you another try. You, you fumbled the first one. Yeah? Yeah. Really, really quickly. Yeah. Let's do this. This is, this is going to go great on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a podcast. You know, people didn't buy a ticket to the show to find out what the secret handshake is. Bumped elbows and then smacked their wrists together. <laughs> Through the portal, you find the Reverend Hatchet and Trim in the midst of a giant cathedral-like space. Dark Gothic architecture hangs over you like the claw of some colossal clawed thing. <laughs> it's on the next slide. I'm better this. <laughs> there we go. It's also church-like, but much more impressive. There's a theme on the floor in front of you. Intricate designs are etched deep into the dark stonework and filled with flowing blood. At the far end of the cathedral sits a dark throne, topped by glowing polyhedral shapes that pulse with otherworldly power. The throne slowly spins round to reveal the dread form of the demon lord, Gary Gygax. <laughs> who looks at the four of you and laughs. <laughs> oh man, you guys are in trouble now. Did you, uh, did you create this dungeon? Yes. I happen to be a dungeon inspector, and uh, we've come here and we're not impressed. It doesn't seem to hold up to much of the uh, regulations. Much of the regulations that's going on. Yeah, B B F G twenty three A is all out. My <laughs> floor is leaking. Yeah. Not <laughs> key floor. Dangerous. Yes. Not, not safe. safe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to clarify, you're really going with that. You, you've entered the, the 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 grim demonic throne room of the demon lord who put together the hellish 
parade of traps, tricks, and magical fuckery that you've just managed to blunder your way through, barely alive. And your first attempt is what can only be described as a somewhat poorly constructed lie. Dungeon inspectors. Yeah, I'm a dungeon. And then, yeah, just architecture, you know? Mm. Gothic, really. <laughs> not in any brass in there either. That's really not on, on trend. I mean, it's meant to be the tomb of horrors, not the tomb of poor taste, you know? <laughs> too hard. Are you trying to impress Gaga? We've got blood and dust and all made of blood. I mean, we you know. I mean, seen it. The last, probably four out of the last five dungeons we were expected has had uh, blood. Yeah. Wars, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, blood on the walls is, is really wet. Oh, yeah, 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 it's not That's all where like a waterfall situation. Yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah this, yeah. you just go, it gets in your shoes, can't wear slippers. <laughs> You've got to wear outdoor shoes <laughs> all the time. Like wellies. <laughs> all the time. You want to kick back on your throne with your polyhedrons and just, I'll get ready for bed early. But you can't. You can't because the floor's covered in blood. blood. I'm going to have to walk through the blood, wade through the blood again. It just seems like you've been waiting here for us as well. How long have you been sitting there in that chair just like, turned around the other way? Do you have a book? You could be doing something else. At least come in. I mean, do you have no one to go home to? just invented your own game as a way to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like the kind of thing you'd do mate you know? if you say hello does it echo across all the walls and it feels like you've got friends <laughs> yeah not impressed guys not impressed at all so I'll be leaving now um, we'll send you a report uh, a full report yeah you can um, pin it up outside your dungeon yeah yeah it's a bit like the hygiene reports you get on uh, restaurants yeah. and yeah. cafes and things yeah, yeah. so we're going to go back through the, the portal now so um <laughs> As you turn to make your retreat, the portal behind you vanishes with an ominous boom. (laughs) That that's gonna go in the report. As you mention fire, (laughs) the blood at your feet ignites, and the traceries of blood become traceries of flaming blood. Flammable blood! Pick her up because she's really close to the floor. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm gonna pick her up. Thank you. By, the, by the hands? Oh. Um, by the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about you, sir. Yeah, I'm wearing leather. How can you? <laughs> You've got really pert nipples for an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> So you dare to challenge the dread lord Gary Gygax, huh? (laughs) 
despite the lack of impressiveness of my evil laugh, I am indeed supreme ruler of this part of hell. My powers are many, granted to me by these, the polyhedra of power. Behold, the dread power of the first polyhedron. It allows me to... Switch your belly button from an innie <laughs> to an outie and back again. He does it to the only person whose belly button you can see, which is Bagsy. <laughs> How does it feel? Dan? Yeah, I'm, I'm and back it. again! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting on board with that. But this is the first and least of the powers of my polyhedra. Behold, the power of the six-sided polyhedra, which allows me to make you only talk about IKEA products. <laughs> you know what this dungeon means. <laughs> flat, packable furniture. You know, you need one of those, that's what you need, Gary, you know the kind of lamps that all of us work, that's like a very nice that's ambient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can hack it as well, you don't have to keep it the same thing, you can, you know... Make I don't know why I use this one. <laughs> and then meatballs afterwards, you can get meatballs at the end. Yeah, a cinnamon bun. <laughs> Although you do get lost in here, which is exactly the same. <laughs> I'd, like to point, I'd like to point out that I didn't actually use <laughs> that power that you can, you can stop. Yeah. That's the point, Gary. You didn't use it. And look. <laughs> Grey, grey, grey. Oh, a little accent of flaming blood. Listen. <laughs> you come here seeking an escape from hell. But instead, you found that my power is limitless. Behold, as I use the eight-sided polyhedron to bring grave misfortune on those who do not speak in rhyme. <laughs> you want us to speak in rhyme, like, all the time? <laughs> I don't want you to. I want grave misfortune to befall you, but it's got one of those loopholes. <laughs> Listen, there's no escape from hell here. Not for you. The power of the polyhedra is beyond you. I'll give you a choice. Either you swear your souls to me eternally, or I'll torture you to death. And because you're in hell, that just means you'll come back and I'll torture you to death again and then because you'll be in hell that means I'll talk to you yeah, to death you wonder why you don't have any friends <laughs> grave misfortune before the two and that's a means to an end <laughs> well alright you dodged it what about the tiny one? Oh, yes we get it and uh, we won't forget it <laughs> Mr I don't see why you're being so aggressive. It's almost like you've had some bad history. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 
listen, listen. Try as you might, you will not be able to equal the power of the ten-sided polyhedron that makes you dwell on embarrassing mistakes. <laughs> there it is, it's powerful. Oh god. I've got three more of these powers to reveal. But do you choose to take up my offer? Will you serve me forever? Will you become my dark lieutenants, spreading evil and misery across all of the various and ill-defined planes within this cosmology? <laughs> no. Blow. Bro? Sup, bro? You my hoe? <laughs> I feel like you're not. I feel like you're not treating this offer with sufficient gravitas. <laughs> so, I mean, what if we were to hold our nerve? What would we have to do to serve? Oh. You're all right at that. <laughs> pretty solid. I'm a bard. It isn't hard. <laughs> Like you, how do you feel about inventing a genre of music that's inherently devilish <laughs> and using it to corrupt the youth of today? <laughs> I've got this really cool guitar that I lent to your friend there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like it? All you've got to do is, you know, sell me your soul and promise to spread evil across all the land and corrupt the nation's youth so that they'll eventually worship me and bring me into the material plane where I can turn it all into a massive virgin of the tomb of horrors. In terms of condition, accept it. <laughs> There's some additional fine print that I'm not going to get into here. Why not? Why <laughs> not? Cool. <laughs> Why not? I you should give it a shot. I'm not sure this is something yes. we should do because Gary ah, is ah, being ah, a right ah, big fool. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> if I grab you by the skull, can I make your head roll? By the skull? <laughs> I'm gonna peel your flesh because I'm pretty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> You believe that you can defeat me in a contest of might? <coughs> Listen, let's, let's make it clear here. You are a naked person, alone in hell, surrounded by the forces of evil, and I'm offering you great power and a way out, and you just gonna kick me? <laughs> he who smelt it, do it. <laughs> it's hardly relevant to the situation. <laughs> When you say great misfortune, how much is it going to be like torture? <laughs> well, basically, it's a three-strike system. If you fail to rhyme three times, you die. But, okay. You're on two. <laughs> you still haven't answered my question. Um, <laughs> As 
you drop trim. <laughs> she disintegrates into a fine ash. Oh. You faintly hear off in the distance the ghostly cry of What? (laughs) (laughs) Gary Gygax looks down at the three of you that survive and says I was serious This grave misfortune should you not rhyme I'm glad that the rhyming one is on board The reverend seems very angry about that But I I didn't expect the priest to be on board It's just you, just you that's left to decide I'm just, he'll be next you seem well, like a dick. Everything is a trick. Can we just go home? Because this is not fun. Then it's sick. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, your first task. Uh, my new uh, apprentice, I guess. How do you oh, feel about... Oh, oh, I did not agree. Still, technically, I am free. <laughs> You're really good at this. You should help us out with this. <laughs> That's two. Can't run the same thing with the same thing. We've established that. This guy seems fickle. Now you're in a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) The voice of Trim, now somehow able to rhyme, echoes ghostly in your ears as you consider the terrible situation you find yourself in. Somehow escape the power of the demon lord Gary Gygax's polyhedra. Will they escape hell? Will Bagsy slip up for a third and final time and be disintegrated? Find out in the second half! Welcome back to Tales of Adventure! When last we left our heroes, Jeffrey Banjo, the Reverend Hatchet, and Bagsy Badley, most likely temporarily a man, <laughs> were in the throne room of the Dread Lord Gary Gygax, demon ruler of this particular part of hell, and he had offered them a stark choice serve him and spread evil throughout the plains, or suffer the same fate as Trim Toscobble. <coughs> who was seemingly killed by refusing to rhyme three times in succession. So I didn't try. So I'm good at it. And yet, is Trim Toscobble dead? Yes. Elsewhere. Trim, you find yourself seemingly falling through an infinite black empty void. (laughs) Surrounded by taunting whispers. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) You recall the voices of your friends. Trim? Trim? I'm not a virgin. No. <laughs> Sorry. Reverend, you're the closest to the gods of my dead. Um, gonna have to get back to you. <laughs> Trim toss cobble. <laughs> That's me. 
What brings you to this place? I, st- I started off. I'm not good at writing. I tried. <laughs> Wait, stop. Go back a bit. <laughs> You can't just start with, well, I'm bad at rhyming. This isn't... You're not some kind of fancy writer. We can't start in media res. Literally, what happened to you to bring you here? Well, I think I've been potentially a little too evil. Um, Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think it could be more... No, no. I'm trying really hard now not be evil. Um, oh. You're trying really hard not to be evil? Yes, I don't want to die. Oh. Well, you're... Dead is a relative thing, Trim. And you're not quite dead yet. Are you Gary? Who is Gary? (laughs) Trim, don't you remember my deep and booming voice? (gasps) Is it Skag? Yes. It's Skag. Side note, Skag is the demon who, two episodes ago, Trim got a tattoo of his name. I'm disappointed to hear that you're trying not to be evil, Trim. I thought we had a thing going. When you died, I was going to kind of, you know, see if you wanted to hang out and do some evil things in hell. Actually, what I was doing was... I'm in the middle of a divorce, so, you know... Sorry, hang on. <laughs> One more time. You thought I was a good person. Well, I didn't know what happens when you died. I thought that maybe there was some kind of judgment, and I thought you were... There is. <laughs> oh, then I'm really evil. Yes. <laughs> you are, yes. I'm fine with that. If you're... If, if it means I get to be alive. That's <laughs> I'm very down with that because I don't really like it when people play with my toys. Who who killed you, Trim Toscobble? It was that horrid man, Gary <laughs> Guy Gax, with his rhyming fetish. <laughs> Why were you hanging out with that nerd? We <laughs> <laughs> just got lost and went through this archway and then we were examining the architecture and it's flemish. Um, oh, you went in the tomb of horrors, were yeah, you? Yeah, that's scary. I bet you could do so much scary things. Oh, you wouldn't believe the things I could do. Here, listen, listen. <laughs> so we kind of got halfway through a deal thing when you were leaving. So the whole kind of tattoo business, that's kind of partway to a contract. <laughs> Really? Yes. All you've got to do, all you've got to do is just accept your end of the bargain and I'll give you lots of demon powers. <laughs> and then you can go back and help your friends. How about it? Do it. That sounds perfect. Brilliant. Back in the throne room. <laughs> I am, I am not best pleased because as far as I know, you, my friend has just been turned into a pile of dust. I'm pretty, you know, we've got this fella who's shouting orders and and I believe that when people follow orders blindly, they embrace a kind of tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, 
Well, I'm pretty knocked off, to be honest. <laughs> For directly quoting from the personality traits section of your character sheet. <laughs> I, I think you deserve inspiration. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's done anything related to anything on the <laughs> And with that... As a side note, though, strike one, that didn't rhyme. <laughs> that was all in German monologue. It was a Because, Gary Gygax, I, I'm not sure you're what you've seen, which is why I'm going to cast Moonbeam. <laughs> Oh, think of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you cast moonbeam and a beam of pure white light descends from, I would normally say the heavens, but the roof. <laughs> the dread lord, Gary Gygax, frowns and looks slightly put out. You're ruining my mood lighting. <laughs> What, what does Gary Gygax look like now that he's he's not shrouded in darkness? He looks like a fat man <laughs> with the face of the green demon from earlier, which is the next line. <laughs> oh, that's his face. Oh. <laughs> is, is Gary Gygax hurt by the moonbeam? Does it bother him? Well, I can't remember if the, it's safe for no damage or safe for half, so I'm going to pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's usually half, it? Usually half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Moonbeam. Moonbeam. It's half, It's all right, it's half. Half of what? Two, two, two D10 radiant damage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he takes six radiant damage. Oh, oh. And seems. Yeah. <laughs> he seems unbothered. <laughs> uh, which is mainly because. <laughs> he starts with 262. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got to write. I'm just going to write on my note card here. He's going to write, Gary Gygax now has 256. (laughs) 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 He rises (laughs) sloppily from his throne. Can we go back once? No, yeah, you know what? Let's stay in this one because he's going to be doing some shouting. You dare to attack the power and might and majesty of Gary Gygax? Do you forget my amazing polyhedra? Behold, the twelve-sided one lets me start Brexit arguments with the wink of an eye. You there, and you there. Well, I, I think it might be... All right for the economy in the long run. Maybe it can be fun. <laughs> so, you say you think it's going to be okay if we definitely do not stay? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't even tell if it's going to snow. <laughs> Black 
and slit your throat, and when I finally do it, I'm going to sure as hell gloat. <laughs> Gary Gygax seems unmoved as you rise up towards him with your great big black axe and swing it at his face. Whoops. Uh, you hit! Yay! Look at him out. Well, I don't know. Are you going to do anything else? Are you just going to hit him uh, with it normally? No, or are you going to do anything else? My, uh, uh, what's it called? Divine something. Uh, no, it's smite. 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 What level spell slot will you use? I will use two. <laughs> Uh, with a mighty swelling of divine energy, Bags's axe glows a sort of hellish red colour, which is not the normal way it works. <laughs> is it a bluish red? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it cleaves directly into Gary Gygax's face, dealing 20 points of damage. <laughs> As the nasty gash in his face knits back together with his demonic powers, he strides towards you. <laughs> Despite the fact that you're in the middle of a fight, you can't help but be struck by the fact that he has a really cool walk. Yes. And he swings his fist at you backhanded. Oh, oh, it misses. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, because you're not wearing armour. He hits. You suspect it would have glanced off any armour, but you're actually naked. Which is awkward. Uh, You take... Ten damage. Are flung backwards between the Brexit argument, which is continuing. <laughs> well, I agree with Theresa May. I don't think we should stay. <laughs> Listen, Gary. <laughs> this is pretty scary with all your gothic tombs and towers, but what I want to hear is some more of those polyhedral powers. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I will never reveal the power of the final and most amazing polyhedra, the 20 sided polyhedra of power. Suddenly, with a sound, trim. <laughs> appears in the midst of your group. She looks a little bit more evil than before. <laughs> Where before she wore leather armor and carried a nasty looking dagger. Now she's wearing also leather armor but darker in color. <laughs> and cut to be a little bit more, you know when someone's like sexy evil? <laughs> And her dagger is curvy. Like when it curves up and down, because that's that's what evil daggers look like. (laughs) Does it curve up or down? (laughs) It curves from side to side in a wavy fashion. (laughs) 
She looks as though she's probably got all manner of new powers that she could use. <laughs> oh. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's nice to see you, Trim. Yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> what trickery is this? You're supposed to be dead because you didn't rhyme three times in a row. Look, buddy. I'm I... not your buddy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was... Whatever. <laughs> How are you able to continue not to rhyme in my presence? Because I've got the power to... force you to burst into rap, but only the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'll have you know that here in West Philadelphia, what is this matter? In the ninth circle of hells where I spent most of my days. This is nonsense. One of his glowing polyhedra shatters and drops to the floor in pieces. Why, your petty enchantments can't hold me. Sure, what about the one where I am really extremely attractive? Listen, Trim, since you've come back, um, you've made me stagger. I really like the curves on your dagger. It's a superpower, I can turn it on and off. But it's mostly turned on. The voice of Skag echoes in your mind. It's mostly turned on. Oh, hey, Jeffrey. I, um, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Listen, um, re- it's really nice to see you again, Trim, but that compliment was pretty grim. <laughs> what I was trying to say, Jeffrey, is that, um... I think that maybe we should uh, talk about maybe stabbing someone at the, uh, together. Maybe we could both kill this guy and, <laughs> and uh, that could be really hot. <laughs> Don't know if you're into that. <laughs> I'm evil, so I've got an excuse. <laughs> but if you wanted to, maybe we could hang out after, maybe get some, get some blood. <laughs> If you, if you don't mind, I, I thought we were doing a thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it would, firstly, it would be great to get out of hell, so let's I'd, I'd, deal with this. I mean, I know I have an issue. There's a fight. I don't know if you want to fight. I'm sure. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> Catch you later, Jeffrey. <laughs> so I can turn it off again. It'll <laughs> <laughs> come back. Sure. <laughs> so that's it. You all choose to refuse my offer, and you think you can somehow fight against me with these mysterious rat powers? I'm gonna cause a pain that lingers and use my black axe to chop off your fingers. <laughs> Swinging your axe mightily once, twice you hit, twice. Yeah. For some reason. Can I choose the fingers? <laughs> The thumbs. Fingers for fun. But fun.
slash across his fingers and his little finger flies across the room and lands in a puddle of flaming blood. Ah! Come on, I need those! <laughs> You'll never be able to drink cocktails again. This is where your rule's gonna end. Hey. <laughs> How dare you turn against me, Reverend Hatchet? He seems a bit destructive. Well, this is gonna be frightening, cause I'm gonna call the lightning! <laughs> 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 Concentrate, and you call the powers of the wild to you. And then, as you turn towards the dreadlord, Gary Gygax, ready to unleash the terrible powers of lightning, you remember that spell only works outside. (laughs) (laughs) This cathedral place looked pretty big to me. Were we, say, over a hundred feet tall? Plus, if we're in the middle, we're technically outside. and looks around. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How did that even happen? What are you doing? I'm forcing you to be extremely attracted to Jeffrey. Jeffrey Banjo. I release you from the rhyming curse, but only you, everyone else. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I just lost in your eyes. He reaches out and picks you up like a tiny baby, which is approximately the correct relative size that you are compared to him. I've never been so attracted to such a tiny mortal. It's, uh, it's your turn in the initiative order, by the way, Jeffrey. How high up off the ground am I? Oh, you're right at his face height, which is 20, 30 feet. Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey, I know we only just met and this is crazy, but (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey, I'd like to kiss you right now. Uh, Can you um, put me down for a second, just while I? You want to go down? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you, sweet cheeks? <laughs> Sorry, I don't flirt very often. <laughs> it's a rare occurrence for me. Wait, hang on. I'm not into weird half elf virgins. Polyhedra of powers shatters and falls to the floor in shards around him. You and your demon tricks have got me again. Why? Jeffrey, you can, you can do something now, even if you lose your chance. Uh, Sasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> was uh, as a, uh, a wisdom save? Yeah, it's a wisdom save, or he falls his, his wisdom save is really bad. I'm trying to help you, Seems really bad. It's okay. He turns and looks at you, you evil. <laughs> a thunder 
thunderous crash to the ground. And rolls there laughing. <laughs> Trim. I'm going to cast. No. <laughs> Gary Gygax becomes <laughs> No, this one happens as well. <laughs> Gary Gygax becomes red. He's already horny, as you can see. <laughs> and he continues to roll around on the floor again. <laughs> and around him there grows a puddle. A puddle of smoky brown sauce. <laughs> He's laughing really hard. He's laughing so hard that Trim's demonic powers have compelled him to piss barbecue sauce. <laughs> Again. One of his crystals shatters to pieces, and you are no longer forced to rhyme or suffer grave misfortune. <laughs> Gary, he pulls himself to his feet and turns to face you, Reverend. Gary, <laughs> commanding word, Gary. Drink. <laughs> Points to the ground at his feet. <laughs> Drink, Gary. No, he passes that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, you drink. Oh. He reaches down and grapples you with his mighty 26 strength. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're considerably less mighty. 19 strength, you do not succeed. He grabs you by the back of the neck and forces you face down into the barbecue sauce. <laughs> it's my deep, I'm drowning! <laughs> He's got, like, sort of a beard. Ah, I'm going to grab him by the beard, and uh, I'm going to put my fingers into his uh, ear holes. Ears. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just, uh, I've got quite sharp now, so I'm just going to try and, like, puncture his brain. Just going to punch him in the ear? Just, like, put my fingers in his ear, with my sharp, nailing fingers. Well, that was a natural 20, so... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> really nasty. Uh, you deal, uh, however, because of the way the unarmed combat rules work, not, not really a lot of damage. It's only, it's only 16. It's uh, 20, but... Well, it's because it was doubled. It's got 191 hit points. Is he wearing armour? No. No. <laughs> Quick, guys, I'll disable him with a spell whilst you attack, right? Okay. So I'm going to cast... <laughs> Engorgement! <laughs> <laughs> the demon lord, Gary Gygax, swells to three times his original size. 
He's now 90 feet tall and his head scrapes the top of the cathedral. His voice becomes even more deep and booming. That seems like it was a mistake. (laughs) He raises his foot up and stomps upon the ground that you stand on. Reflex saves all around. Ooh. 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 (laughs) Everyone passed apart from Trim. (laughs) Who rolled a one. Uh, trip. You only take nine damage. Sorry, no, uh, everyone else takes nine damage. You take 18 damage. You are crushed beneath his foot. Your demonic powers are leaving you. Around his head, you can still see the surviving four polyhedra of power, including the last and secret power that you don't know what it does. It's there around his head, which is now 90 feet off the ground. Jeffrey Banjo, how how you doing, man? <laughs> Let's just say I'm the one and only. <laughs> I don't think we're going to beat this guy in a straight-up fight, so I'm going to try and use suggestion on him. Go on. Wisdom saving throw. Um, yeah. And I'm going to try and suggest to him, because it won't hurt him to just release us from hell. Uh, so a natural 20 on his wisdom save means that he does not like yeah, that idea but I'm feeling really lucky uh, <laughs> Uh, for those not familiar with the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition rules, uh, Jeffrey has a feat which allows him to force me to re-roll this dice <laughs> It's, that's a 17! Cool, 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 cool. So, um, before I finish my go, I'm going to look around to see if I can see any pewter. Do we collectively think that there is much pewter in this dark stone cathedral filled with brass. flaming blood? It's mainly brass. <laughs> Mainly brass, just brass. Pretty much just brass. Brass only. Brass. Brass. It's just brass. Uh, Reverend Hatchet, the foot has crashed to the ground on top of Trim next to you. It's there, his foot stomped into the ground, and high above you, his face looking down and booming his ineffectually creepy laughter. Gary, Gary! Oh, Gary! Gary, I... I, I admit you are you are mighty, Gary. There it, you, That's right. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I should admit defeat. Perhaps you should just I, do away with us. You swats, eat me, Gary. Swallow me whole. Swallow me up, Gary. Like the worm I am. Teach me a lesson. Look, I taste a barbecue. <laughs> I agree with that plan. A gigantic hand descends towards you and, unless you're resisting, picks you up by the scruff of your barrel. (laughs) The reverend is raised high above all of you and Gary Gygax tilts back his head and opens his mouth to drop you in. Trim... No, no. I shall go. Go into... I'm, gonna, I'm lining myself up for a nice neat drop. <laughs> I'm going to climb up the inside of his leg using my dad. 
climbing, climbing, stabbing, climbing. I'm going to jump onto the wang. your rage face. Gary Gygax appears not to notice you climbing the inside of his leg and then wang. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna release myself. I'm just lined up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dangling up above the mouth. I'm gonna hook, like, like, like on the on the luge on the bobsleigh. Just gonna, you're gonna loom from, from the barrel. <laughs> the Reverend, now naked, drops neatly down into Gary Gygax's mouth. And as I pass the teeth, the mighty tongue, to about, to about there, I shall transform into the battle bush. <laughs> like a big, I don't know, you know, when you eat a, a kind of fish and you get a little bone stuck, but if it was a tree! Harry <laughs> Gygax gags as roots emerge from the front of his neck. <laughs> and I'm gonna punch my way out of his throat. <laughs> Climb a tree. <laughs> no, he turned into a tree. He, he can't climb himself. <laughs> that would be preposterous. <laughs> it's part of my job to maintain the sense of verisimilitude. <laughs> and to stop this descending into just sheer whimsy and surreal. <laughs> myself into my true tree form <laughs> I shall endeavour to punch my way out through his neck <laughs> that's quite hard ah well I'll have a jolly good back <laughs> <laughs> well there's a natural 20 in there so you're going to I thought you were going to clap more than that, to be honest. <laughs> Too far, that was sick of Phantom. <laughs> you emerge. <laughs> you emerge from Gary Gygax's neck and he coughs and sputters. He's lost the ability to talk. Patty. You just stand on the ground. Uh, there's like people crawling up his junk. <laughs> uh, there's people emerging from his neck. Uh, you've got a big axe, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey looks really badly hurt. He looks as though he like one errant nipple tweak would send him. <laughs> I mean, I'd die um, happy, but... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've used my leg on hands to heal myself, so uh, I'll do nothing there. But I will throw my axe at one of the glowy thingies. Ooh. See if I can smash it. You hurl your axe through the air. It flies straight and... Oh, oh. Roll a six. <laughs> 
Can I try again? Yeah. <laughs> no, because now the axe is over there. Because <laughs> you let go of it and it flew through the air. The air of my ways there. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, it's uh, the that D20 wasn't big enough. Try again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Your axe flies straight and true up into the air above Gary Gygax's head where it shatters. The ability to make you dwell on embarrassing mistakes. Shards of crystal rain down around you and then also a really big axe rains down directly on you. And you roll the one on your reflex there. You deal yourself eight... Relentless endurance. <laughs> you are reduced to one hit point. Oh, oh wait, was that 40 or 4? 4. 4, yeah, you're reduced to one hit point. Uh, Bagsy, as a half orc, has the ability to be really badly wounded but not die. She's really badly wounded but she's not dead yet. Jeffrey! Uh, Bagsy partially succeeded but then also nearly killed herself. Can you go one better? <laughs> How many orbs are left? Three orbs are left. Gary Gygax still possesses the power to start Brexit arguments with a wink of the eye and to have a really cool walk. And the last and most mysterious power of all that he's not mentioned yet and definitely is not plot related. <laughs> awesome. Can I wait until the, the two that we know about? They're spinning, yeah? Yeah, they're doing the, the kind of little, little, little spinny or, orbital thing. Can I wait like until this? they line up and then lightning bolt to get both of them? Ooh. I'm going to use my musical powers and just be like... <laughs> and as soon as they get there, I'm just going <laughs> to... So I when can't you, when, explain it any better. When, when you say your musical powers... To <laughs> Yeah, what? what? <laughs> I'm waiting for like them to. So one goes past, yeah, and then the other goes past, but it's slightly quicker. Yeah, and what's so that going to do with until music? Because I'm waiting for the rhythm. Oh, so I know. Oh, oh, so there's like a rhythm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you do that if you can uh, represent the rhythm of the spinning polyhedra via beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> Adjudicated by this audience, who it's unclear whether or not you've got them on sides. <laughs> you've recovered a bit from a poor beginning, but who knows? Okay, so I'm watching them go around uh-huh. and. <sighs> <laughs> his power to have a really cool walk immediately one of his legs slightly shrinks so it's shorter than the other 
You shatter the other one, giving him the power to start Brexit arguments with the wink in the eye. And suddenly, you and the Reverend Hatchet no longer disagree about immigration, economy, any number of Eurozone-related topics. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I didn't like to argue with you. Oh, I know. It's going to be shit, isn't it, mate? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I thought we were... <laughs> <laughs> Indeed you are. Shards of crystal rain down around you as only one orb remains. The 20-sided orb. I'm going to trim. Oh, no. It's before you with the initiative order, because quiet fast. You've climbed halfway up Gary Gygax with your new sexy evil leather armour and wavy dagger. There's one orb left. <laughs> no, 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 decisive. My evilness is very hard. Okay, I'm going to cast. I have the power to become my own evil twin. <laughs> Both in almost identical outfits, both with almost identical wavy daggers, but the other trim has a moustache and goatee. Because <laughs> that's how you can tell who the evil twin is. Okay, Trimo. Are you ready for this wonderful plan that we're going to do? Yes! <laughs> women advanced in years wearing sexy leather hanging from a ten foot demon penis I've seen bigger evil Trimo hacks at the penis I as Trim do an athletic leap where's the orb in relation to the wang when you say when you say orb in relation to the wang what exactly do you mean? I mean? How far away am I from the orb from the wang? <laughs> yeah. When you say wang and orb, it's a polyhedron. I say orb because it's orbiting. I, um... Oh, you mean the glowing magical thing? You're yeah. not making some. Okay, cool. about 40 feet up in the air from the wagon. 40 feet. I can jump 40 feet. I reckon. I'm going to spring on the wagon and go jump out. I'm assuming the wagon's like a 
technically it is in gorge. <laughs> With your incredible athletics, you score acrobatics. You score a bonus of twenty-three. You leap through the air, swinging high, high up. You can pass the Reverend Hatchet as he claws his way out of Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Far below you, you can see Jeffrey. Bagsy has an axe sticking out of her neck but looks more angry about it than her. <laughs> and you loose... <laughs> you loose the most fateful crossbow bolt you've ever loosed in your life. And roll the three. Oh. ground with a thump that you, with your crossbow bolt loosed, missing the floating D20. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's what it is, let's be honest. <laughs> Find yourself hanging there for a moment before beginning to fall. Is the, the arrowhead made of pewter? <laughs> yes, I have pewter arrowheads. I know because they are my arrows. <laughs> Yeah, all right, yeah, go on. In that case, omnipotent Phil, the master of old pewter, is going to come out and make that arrow hit. Like Magneto. The magical item you gained in the very first episode of this show ever. That's why you write things down. Does indeed cause the arrow to fly and strike true. Because it's pewter, it doesn't actually shatter the crystal, but it does dislodge it from its orbit, and it falls. Falls alongside Trim Toscobble straight towards the ground. Falls past the Reverend Hatchet. Down down towards Jeffrey Banjo and Bagsy Badley. You've each got one chance to catch one thing. <laughs> what do you want to try and catch? So, trim or the orb? Trim or the orb. Well, we want to smash the orb, so I'm going to try and catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really strong, though. You do not catch trim. <laughs> you dive, but not quite in the right direction. Sports isn't your thing. Maxi. <laughs> I'm going to use Jeffrey to cushion Trim. Yeah, you do. Trim lands herself on top of the soft, cushiony form of... No, he's not soft and cushiony, let's be honest. He's a a person size and you've just fallen 90 feet onto him. I mean, technically, you you would each take 9 dice 6 damage. As you um, fall towards... As, as I know this is going to happen... Yeah. I'm going to cast Polymorph <laughs> and make myself into Something a... Soft. Like a giant... Like a mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, 
and then yeah. <laughs> then you'll have to fall less and also soft yeah. mammoth and I'm going to roll up so my mammoth thing will like, just catch you over my tummy like a nice soft rug like a nice soft rug your mammoth belly bursts under the impact <laughs> Cobble, as you take the full 38 damage. Oh. Trim, you take half, which is 19. Oh. Surrounded by <laughs> surrounded by mammoth guns. I just hit nine, so I don't really need to take another. Is it ten off, right? Because I just took nine. From what? From, from the you did the maths too early. Oh, you did the maths too early. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. How's I... it all going down there? <laughs> <laughs> all alright? It's not great! <laughs> the orb shatters. <laughs> there is a flash of white light, and the voice of Gary Gygax echoes No! I can't contain it anymore. The power to forget and forgive. <laughs> <laughs> Find yourselves surrounded by pure white light, and then a voice says, "You've been forgiven <laughs> and also forgotten. What? Who? <laughs> Why were you in hell?" There is a mix-up. Um, uh, there's a goblin. Uh, there's a kind of a, 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 a kind of a, a charge of ours. He's a little tight. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't seem to find your records. Please hold. The worst-sounding music you've ever heard in your life suddenly fills the light around you. Sounds like this. To us. <laughs> Thank you for holding. Friday, Friday. Hey, do, you feel, do you feel any better? Uh, you feel like your souls have departed your body, but not necessarily in a dead way. <laughs> Thank you for holding. Uh, I'm sorry, where did you say you were from originally? <laughs> Where do you, we all come from different places. I'm from the Middle Lands. <laughs> Sorry, that's quite vague. Could you outside? Could you could you tell me which which of the which of the various planes are you from? You say you're not supposed material to be material plane. The material. Yes, plane. that'd be nice. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I quite like it here. <laughs> you quite like it here in the shapeless, nameless void between no, planes? No, no, I liked it in hell. Oh, well, if you, you if you if we put you back on the material plane, then you could just kill yourself. <laughs> Listen, I think the easiest thing is just going to be to send you all back okay. there. Okay, can you leave a message with Skag? I mean, has he has he left any messages for me? Did he leave? The, has he called? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm really evil. I've got powers. Look, I've got the power to 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 to. I can talk to people. 
people with talking head lyrics. <laughs> I promise, and, and I can, and I can become an angry cloud. <laughs> make it rain really high. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but I'm afraid none of us can remember you. Oh. You remember, right? I was really evil, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm presi- I'm still a. Tree-ish. I mean, as much as you can be when you're, 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 you're actually, uh, because your souls have been removed from your body, you, you all actually look like how you conceive yourselves to be. So I'm so a tree. You look like a tree. <laughs> uh, Trim, you look super cool and evil. evil. Just just like your evil self, but without a, a goatee and beard. Just uh, going to give her a little, little stroke in my branches. <laughs> Banksy, how do you look? Uh, I look like a lovely woman. <laughs> <laughs> But my breasts are one cup size larger. (laughs) (laughs) Dare I ask, Jeffrey, how do you look? I have a 12 sided cowboy hat (laughs) and an incredible (laughs) moustache. Okay, we're just going to put you back on the material plane now. Okay, there we go. Bye. Bye. The light fades. And you can see yourselves facing each other. In your normal bodies, although Bagsy is a woman again. There's a flash and a crash of brimstone around you as you rematerialize on the mortal plane, and then there's this sensation of falling. Sensation of falling from really high up. And as you turn and tumble, you can see down below crowds of people, tents, and the distant sounds of music. <laughs> it seems like it's a festival. Indeed, it is a festival, but which festival and why? Will Jeffrey Banjo finally get to actually play some music to a crowd? <laughs> How will our heroes survive falling from very high up and the end of season cliffhanger? And will I ever think of a different cliffhanger to use than them falling from high up? <laughs> at the end of this season, last season, and the season before. <laughs> Find out in the next season of Tales of Adventure! You've been listening to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure was recorded in front of a live audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre in the UK. The cast were Steve Clements, Alice Taylor-Matthews, Tom Bridges, Kat Murphy and Steve Brown. Come and join us live next time in the audience with tickets from improvtheatre.co.uk. See you next month for some more Tales of Adventure.